Hello and welcome to the Locked on Flyers podcast for Friday, August 28th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high quality content that honestly doesn't know how, well, I can say for myself, I don't know how I feel about hockey right now. That is perfectly understandable. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a weird day and a weird episode given that we in theory were supposed to have a hockey game last night and didn't but we will absolutely be getting into that exactly so make sure you keep up to date with all flyers news and nhl news uh, by following us lock on flyers because we are available on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts so subscribe to get all of our episodes here on the locked on sports network we're your hosts i'm danielle and i'm rachel And today we're going to talk about why there is no game to discuss today and our thoughts on really everything that's going on in hockey and the NHL right now and the Flyers response. Of course, we will wrap up with our gritty thing of the week. To keep up to date on Twitter, on social media, you can follow us on Twitter at LockOnFlyers. Tweet us any of your questions, comments, concerns about the Flyers, what's going on, or you can email us at LockOnFlyers at gmail.com. So, if you listened to yesterday's episode, you would know that, you know, at the end of that episode, we talked about um, the NBA and the WNBA possibly canceling their games for Wednesday night, Um, and it came out that the WNBA did. I know we were at them at that time of recording, we were kind of like up in the air. They did cancel it, MLB as also canceled their games on Wednesday night, Uh, the players chose to you know, sit out a game. Uh, those games are being postponed um, in light of the shooting of Jacob Blake. And the NHL chose to continue the games and decided to have a moment of silence and put end racism on the Jumbotron before the, the final two games of the night on Wednesday. And um, yeah, that, that was it. And I think from that, I think they got a lot of backlash as well as moving on into Thursday morning. Well, to be fair, they had that moment of silence and and racism on the board for one game, for the Tampa-Boston game, and it got such a bad reception that they did not do it for the second game. Oh, even even better. Just one game, and then they just decide to keep on going with the, the second game. Interesting. So then, yeah, yesterday, a ton of things happened, it seems like, all at once, right? So one of the most notable tweets from Darren Dreger uh, Thursday morning, he tweeted out that the NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman and the NHL PA Executive, Executive Director Don Fear spoke on Wednesday, and it is and it's expected that there will be a number of discussions between the NHL and NHL PA and players today. Um, it's unlikely for the NHL to change its position, which I believe is continuing to play the games, uh, unless it's driven by players. So I thought that was a really interesting tweet to, uh, or and yeah, it's a really interesting tweet to like start off our discussion because I think that a lot of conversation revolves around if this was the NHL or if it was players' decisions um, to cancel the games. So keep that in mind. Uh, the NHL basically said, yeah, we will, the only way we're not playing is if the players say we're not playing. Yeah, and it was very confusing over the course of the day yesterday where these messages were coming from, whether it was the league or the Players Association. And yeah. so 
I, I think everybody was kind of trying to figure it out over the course of the day. Yeah, and like, and I mean, I can only speak for hockey, but like, it's so hard when like something happens and then every reporter wants to be the first one to like break news. It's like, oh, this not happening. This player is not happening. Oh, th- it's because this player said it, or these players met with this person. Because it's always conflicting um, tweets, right? Like, I felt like in the middle of the day, it was like, well, the Flyers were one of the teams that wanted to do this, and then they were. Then it was like, well, actually, the Flyers and the Islanders were going to play. If that, then the Canucks uh, and Vegas, the Golden Knights, are not playing, and so that they just—it was just so many conflicting uh, tweets that it re- Thursday was very, very confusing. But you know, one good thing is that the media kept asking players and coaches about their decision to continue to play, not to play, what is going on, what's their opinions. And, uh, you know, A.V. had his his opinion and it I felt like a lot of people, you know, there was a lot of backlash or not really controversy, but a lot of people didn't like his his uh, his quote. And, and I'll read it right here. He said, listen, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed to disappoint you again with my answer. But ever since we eliminated Montreal, the only thing that's been open in my room is my computer to hockey games. I've been trying to prepare my team the best way I can. We played yesterday. The only thing that was open in my room after the game was my computer to get ready for our games. I have really no idea what's going on in the outside world. We're in this bubble right now. I'm invested 24-7 on our team, working 20 hours a day through going through video and preparing our group. I don't do Twitter. I haven't read a sports article in I don't know how long. And I haven't read any type of article in I don't know how long. I guess I'm a hockey nerd, and that's what I'm doing right now. So what's your opinion on that, Rachel? Well, it was it was very disappointing because I understand what he thinks his job is, but I don't think he understood what his job was in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, I've been on lots of sports teams and I've been involved in coaching kids and... I think that every single coach that I've worked with and has, you know, has been my coach or who has mentored me as a coach has stressed getting to know kids and getting to know teammates as complete human beings. To me, this quote reads as we're just hockey cogs in wheels. We're not people. And in these times and with this specific issue with racism and black people dying at the hands of police officers, there is so much humanity involved in that conversation and in that issue. And this just was, there was nothing there to suggest that anybody involved in that hockey team was more than a cog in a wheel. Yeah. You know, that's a really good point. You know, I I definitely didn't like this quote. It really hurt actually when I when I saw that and but you're right. It it did come off as like all we do is like it it was very much like you're not seeing people. You're just seeing like you said uh, all we do is play hockey, hockey, hockey. And that's that's disheartening because yes, his job is to coach this team, but what's going on is like human rights you could take a second it just to me amplified how much privilege he has that you can just 
put your like you could just put your head down and not worry about anything but one thing it just it's a little tone death right now because I'd love to I'd love to just focus on one thing and not have to deal with the world around me and not have to deal with any of this but I can't and the fact that he just so blatantly said yeah no I don't look at anything else all I'm focusing on is this one thing it was especially upsetting to me only because I know and we all know how much we've appreciated Elaine Vigneault in dealing with Oscar Lindblom and his cancer diagnosis. Vigneault had shown compassion, yeah. respect, and humanity all throughout dealing with Oscar's illness. So we know he's capable of it. And to see him blatantly disregard the humanity of hockey players in this instance, I just, it was unconscionable to me. Yeah. Even you could say hockey players, but also just people in general. Like, that's a really good point. So, Rachel, I have been really interested in going keto and not full time, but just easing myself in there. And a perfect way to do that is Built Bar. Now, everyone must know we love Built Bar because they are soft protein bars that taste so delicious. And somehow Built Bar got even better. They have 18 amazing flavors, something from everyone from chocolate to chocolate and nuts or even nut-free flavors. And right now they have six new flavors such as cookies and cream, caramel brownie, uh, carrot cake, apple, apple almond crisp, and so much more. Yeah, I love all those new flavors, but the best part is that it's healthy. It's great if you're looking to lose or maintain weight while you have a delicious treat. It's low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. So if you're looking for a delicious treat that is good for you, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your first order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. But we're talking about it, and while we may not be the best people to talk to, the people at Roman are. Roman provides real healthcare professionals who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. To get started, it's simple. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. So, you know, from there, it stemmed a ton of different... Uh, tweets about players having conversations and um, Pierre Lebron tweeted out that more than 100 players in the bubble had a call with Evander Kane and Matt Dumba um, earlier Thursday afternoon and he wanted to reiterate that it was important to note that the players in the bubble or it was the players in the bubble reaching out to Kane and Dumba to come and come on their call um, and this was a players-led initiative which I mean honestly from Darren Dreger's quote, it was going to have to be. A TSN reporter, Farhan Lajay, I'm probably pronouncing his uh, 
last name wrong, which I apologize, but he tweeted out that he spoke to Akima Lu, and he said that he spoke to Scott Lawton and James Van Riemsdyk and Shattenkirk, who reached out to Chris Stewart. They were looking for advice on what to do, and that had a, a major part in the NHL group call that happened Thursday afternoon. So, you know, there are some flyers uh, that were part of the, the movement to get this call going. You know, in that conversation, they, you know, uh, Akima Lou and Evander Kane and Matt Dumba stressed to the players that, you know, don't let this moment pass. It's it's bigger than hockey. Taking action is is the right thing to do. So from there, we found out that the games on Thursday were canceled, Thursday and Friday. But it took until 6 p.m. Thursday night for the NHL and the NHLPA to come out and say that there were postponing the hockey games for today and tomorrow. Their press release said, after much discussion, NHL players believe that the best course of action would be to take a step back and not play tonight's or tomorrow's games as scheduled. The NHL supports the players' decision and will reschedule those four games beginning Sunday and adjust the remainder of the second round schedule accordingly. Black and brown communities continue to face real, painful experiences. The NHL and the NHLPA recognize that much work remains to be done before we can play an appropriate role in the discussion centered on diversity, inclusion, and social justice. We understand that the tragedies involving Jacob Blake, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and others require us to recognize this moment. We pledge to work to use our support to influence positive change in society. The NHLPA and the NHL are committed to working together to foster more inclusive and welcoming environments within our arenas, offices, and beyond. And then the Flyers quote tweeted that and said, The Flyers stand united with the NHL and the NHLPA and the Hockey Diversity Alliance in the decision to postpone tonight's and tomorrow's games. We are committed to using our platform to create dialogue and meaningful action in the pursuit of social change and racial inequality. That was a mouthful. <laughs> but uh, what did you think, Rachel? You know, it's it's hard to say about the, the NHL slash NHLPA statement just because you don't know exactly where it came from in the, between the two and whose influence was greater there in, in terms of it being a PR statement. I mean, I think it kind of it's, – it's a very NHL – kind of statement they at least are saying they don't they know what they don't know yeah which is something i i think that you know with any social justice cause it's important to know what you don't know and, and figure out how to learn it and how to speak to it in an effective way and and so i think admitting as such is is a big step rather than just having sort of a placating statement the flyer statement ugh, bland and no personality no two sentences it doesn't say mm-hmm. that they're going to do anything it doesn't make a commitment to to do anything learn anything say anything activate anything like there's nothing there it's so disappointing especially after how resoundingly bad Aline Vigneault's statement was earlier in the day to just have nothing to follow up on to be like oh no no no, yes we care nothing you know I think I would have been like happy with this if this was tweeted out Wednesday night perhaps and those games were canceled 
Right, because they wouldn't have had that long to put something together. <laughs> yeah, they had a day to put something out. And honestly, it, it kind of feels like it's like a day late, a dollar short. You already continued to play when all when four other leagues decided not to play. You continued to play. And now after, <laughs> you know, we heard whisperings of the, the players said they wanted to cancel or postpone the games at 10 a.m. And then 6 p.m. You come out with this blurb. And it's kind of like, you know, for me, I feel like I'm not looking to the NHL for actual action. Let it, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not asking for like, okay, what's your plan to like eradicate racism in society? You know, I, I'm I'm not asking for anything, but like following the, like, why couldn't you have done this Wednesday night when basketball and um, so- right. soccer and baseball did it? Well, like, why is it so late? You know, I certainly understand from the Flyers and Islanders perspective, you know, a lot of this was yeah. going down as they were on the as ice. Were, yes. So, yes. but like after the game, exactly, they could have made this exact same statement after the game and people would have understood why it was short. Yes, that's, that's it. Like they are, they know how to reschedule, postpone a game for a five time overtime game, but to join in with your other professional sports leagues and po- like postponing your games that's that's too that's too far you can't do that that's you don't have enough time i don't know i was very much not <laughs> appreciative of those you know rachel my wanting to cook comes in waves this pandemic <laughs> well, and you know right now i'm not a fan of cooking. So I always use DoorDash. DoorDash is amazing because one night I can get Chinese, the next night I can get pizza. There's something for all of my cravings. And the best part is that I can continue to support my restaurants in my community safely. And they have thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that really need our help right now more than ever. And I mean, it's always great to support your favorite restaurants. And ordering is easy. You open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. They have over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. Support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle or Wendy's or the Cheesecake Factory. And right now, our listeners get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off your order and zero delivery fees for your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. We did get press conferences from the players. Um, The Eastern Conference met and then the Western Conference met. And it was a tale of two conferences, let me tell you. Very different. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So the Eastern Conference met. There were four members uh, of one from each conference or one from each team. And they were the the NHLPA player rep. Uh, so JVR, of course, was there for the Flyers. I think Chara was there for the Bruins. Um, Kevin Shattenkirk was there for the Lightning. And 
Anders oh, Lee. Anders Lee. Yeah. yeah. Anders Lee. That's why I forgot. I'm right. looking, still in still the midst like of all him. this. I still don't recognize Anders Lee. Yeah. He was there for um, the Islanders. That press conference was not uh, broadcasted out, so we couldn't watch it. But according to Charlie O'Connor, he said it was about 10 minutes, a little bit over. And yeah, it was kind of short and sweet. They were saying like, yeah, we felt like this was something that we wanted to do. We want to be a part of change. And then we have the Western Conference, which was, of course, completely different. They had five speakers up front, but then there were tons of players behind those, the people who chose to speak, I guess the player reps, and they were standing behind them in solidarity. And it was a, I, I would say maybe like a, still around the same um, time frame, 10, maybe 11 minutes. It just looked completely, just, they looked like a united front. And you could tell that, you know, they may not have all the answers right now about what they're going to do when they leave the bubble or what more they can do in the bubble. But it just looked, it just felt like they were all standing together and it felt like they cared. I just appreciated it so much more on on the Western Conference side. And I I felt like, you know, it meant a lot more. And Ryan Reeves said as much, you know, he spoke as part of this press conference and he said how much it meant to him that there were all these white athletes standing around him in support eager to try and help yeah and reaching out to him to see what they could do uh that might rub people the wrong way but brian really promoted it as a sense of like this is there's white players taking initiative trying to be better trying to do better like standing behind the, their words like putting action to their words and um, he really appreciated that. And, you know, we can sit here and I can talk about how it feels to be um, a, a black fan, um, but I'll never know what it's like to be a black player because it seems very isolating. And, you know, just from Ryan Reeves comments throughout, um, you know, it's, it's hard to step up and to be that person. And, you know, the fact that players are reaching out to him, that gives him the confidence to do something and to say something. And I felt like you could really see that, especially with Nazem Kadri. Like, I literally want to go up and hug him. I never would have expect, expected Naz to speak out on these issues because before he was all, he always shut them down. He never wanted to speak on it. And now he just has this confidence of someone who's just said enough's enough and we need to do better. And I'm going to use my voice to do that. And that's scary. And I just really appreciate him doing that. I really do. You know, I'm sure getting out of the Toronto media bubble probably had something to do with that with his gained <laughs> yeah. confidence. Yeah. And you know what? Growing up too, like the older you get, I will say that you're more settled in who you are as a person and what your values are. And, and then just having, you know, people that also support him like the, the HDA, you know, there are other people that have his back and that are going to amplify his voice. And, you know, he won't, you know, they just give him support and that's important. So yeah, it was, uh, and, and I'm sorry, I, I didn't, uh, don't mean to forget, after the players spoke on the Western Conference, the coaches of each uh, of the teams spoke and were um, available to the media versus the Eastern Conference where the coaches were not available. Right. Now, the the Eastern Conference coaches did have their media availability earlier in the earlier day, in the day. Yeah. but it was bad. <laughs> so I feel like they should have maybe <laughs> yeah. showed up again and try to fix whatever went wrong there 
Yeah. Well, you know, we can hope that AV was in his room looking uh, at his laptop or his computer uh, trying to figure out how to fix the power play. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm going to hope that he's doing yeah. at that time. Do you know, but, um, you know who else I'm interested in giving a hug to besides Nazim Kadri is Wayne Simmons. Oh, oh, yeah. Wayne Simmons, you know, I miss him so much. It hurts. I know. <laughs> and, you know... It's hard to know these things. And and I say this with obviously zero inside information about any of it, but just the way that things have gone down, whether it was around George Floyd and when players put out statements and up, up until now, I question whether Wayne Simmons Flyers teammates really knew him. And re- like we're really his friend, and and I say that again. I don't know anything about the situation, but from their lack of speaking up, it, it it overall, it just it's upsetting that they would abandon somebody that to us it seemed like was one of their closest friends. Rachel, that's a really good point that I didn't think about. I'm um, sorry if I made it work. There's. Wayne, there, there was an interview, I think, with the HDA and Wayne was talking about how, like, you're not truly, like, 100% yourself in the locker room, especially when you're the only player of color. And just to know that, like, not sense of relief, but you have someone that has your back when there is more than one player of color in the locker room and just that confidence that you have and, and you know that there's someone there that understands what it feels like to be the only person of color in, in the locker room. So that's a good point. I... Yeah, I, I really wonder about that because I feel like if there was if Wayne was on the Flyers, I think that, you know, it would look a little bit different. Their participation in this would look a, a little bit different. And um, that's that's not a good that's not a good thought because you would have hoped that it would be the same, if not more. Like you said, I thought that Wayne was like a brother to them, you know, so. Yeah. I won't go into too much detail, but I, I definitely think that we should talk about it. Kayla Gray, who is a TSN and Sports Center anchor, uh, was on TSN and spoke about, you know, the the NHL and their, you know, their show of support. And she she made a lot of great points. Uh, we'll link it in the show notes. Um, but I think everybody who listens should watch it. It's very good. We will retweet it from our Twitter account as, as well. But she makes makes a lot of good points. And, you know, while we should be happy that the NHL is saying something because they could gladly have done nothing, I think it's also fair to be a little bit critical um, and to say, is this a one-time thing or is this like, are you really here to do the work to, and to lend your support and your and the players' platforms and, and just lend your support to, to continue this um, conversation? So... Again, like we said, don't want to go too far into it, but she definitely raised a lot of really good points. Okay, now let's end on a fun note with our gritty thing of the week. It feels like it's been so long, but I think that's because I missed Friday's episodes. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'm, I'm ready for my gritty fix. And the best part is that Gritty was, of course, his petty self with uh, beating the, the Canadians and did... A little video of where he was well where there was blasting ariana grande's thank you next in the background while he looks at the uh canadians 
mascot. And I don't know what that thing is, but it just looks like a ripoff gritty. And I know that <laughs> that mascot was there first, right. but I can't help but think it was a, a ripoff of gritty. Um, no, it's, yeah, it's and, Yuppie, I think. Oh. Is, is its name, but it's it even predated because it was the Expos mascot. Oh, they wow. They got transferred over to the Habs, I think. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm still partial to Gritty <laughs> and the pettiness <laughs> of the Thank You Next, which is a great song, by the way. So I really like that one. And then we had... I figured it out. I'm on my way. See you soon, Toronto, which was an ominous tweet from Gritty. But uh, yeah, Gritty went to Toronto, Ohio, which I was appalled because <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of Ohio. But what amazing content that was. It was such a clever idea. It was really good. But honestly, are we surprised? The Flyers social media team or whoever manages Gritty is very, very good. It could have gone very badly because the joke in and of itself is very corny. Yes. And just ridiculous. But the fact that they went all in on it and actually went to Ohio and had some fun signs and then, you know, gritty hitchhiking on the way home. It was it was all So so good. What was your favorite part? I think it was honestly the hitchhiking home because I was like, yes, I recognize that stretch of the Pennsylvania Turnpike. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. A classic. Yeah. I think for me, it was when Gritty was like walking in front of the school and it was like, wait a minute. And he looks to the American flag. Oh, right. He was like, I've never been to Toronto. And so I was thinking like, or Toronto, Ohio. And I was like, huh, is he, are they really going to drive to Toronto and then drive back? Like, I just for a skit, like, that would be really funny. And so I'm watching all this, and I'm like, that really, like, what part of Canada are they in? That doesn't look like Toronto. And then come to find out, like, when I saw the American flag, I was like, oh, God. And then I saw it was Toronto, Ohio, which was so funny. And then, of course, the fun tweet of, like, where you at? And then adding Claude Giroux on Twitter. Uh, which, you know, I think Claude never answered, which I think adds to the joke. At every game, there's Gritty and like his halftime playing with puppies or the puppies playing hockey, which I have yet to see because I still haven't. I need to watch the, the fans. There's some cute puppies. There are some cute puppies, but I think like sometimes the games are just so frustrating that I probably should want to see puppies, but really I want to walk out of the room and curse a little bit and then come back in so i'll probably try the puppies the next time uh what's your gritty thing of the week because you you brought it up and i'd forgotten about it like the moment where he looks up and sees the american flag i think that (laughs) has to be it yeah same that's it was my favorite part of the the ohio joke so i look forward to see what gritty's has planned for us next week With that, we want to thank everyone for listening to today's show. We'll be back again on Monday, hopefully, to recap some games. But if not, we'll see. And, of course, we'll be back with our nemesis of the week. Hint, hint. It might be Anders Lee. We'll see. (laughs) No. As a reminder, we we always want to hear from you guys. So send us in your questions via Twitter at LockOnFlyers or LockOnFlyers at gmail.com. 
I'm Danielle, and you can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C. And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Now tune into the most recent episode of Locked on NHL, and have a great weekend.